Let me pray even before I share the Word of God that has placed in my heart for this Christmas weekend. Father, I want to commit this time to you that even as we look into your Word, Lord, may the true meaning of Christmas come back to us again, Father Lord, so that it is not merely songs and presentations, but also the Word of God. The reason for the season must be embedded in our spirit, man. So help me, Father. I need you more than ever before to help me to communicate your message clearly and accurately. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Now I want to share with you today a message entitled A Tale of Two Kings or dramatize it, The Clash of Two Kingdoms. You know, way back in the 1800s, Charles Dickens wrote the classic A Tale of Two Cities. Today I'm going to share with you a tale of two kings. Uh, well, let me read first of all from the Word of God from Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 to verse 12. Let me read from the Word, from the Bible myself. So Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of the King Herod, Magi came from the east, came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had called together all the people's chief priests, teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. This comes from the prophet Micah. Verse 7. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go, make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. And after they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. At the time, he was two years old, Jesus. And they bowed down and worshipped him. And then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, of incense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Before I begin, I want to debunk a myth that many of us have for all the years, decades maybe, we know we know the carol, we three kings of Orient are. How do you know there are three kings? There are three gifts. Frankincense, gold, and myrrh. But he didn't say there are three kings. So we assume that one king brought one gift. It could be ten kings. Anyway, they're not kings, they're magis. It could very well be there are ten of them bringing three gifts. So three gifts not three kings. Actually, only two kings mattered in this whole episode. 
and the two kings that mattered literally defined what type of Christmas you and I will celebrate. And the two kings are King Herod and King Jesus. And it's more than just two persons. Two of them represent two powers. King Herod represents the power and the, and, the, and, the, and the realm of the Antichrist. And of course, King Jesus represents himself, the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Let me share with you, first of all, the tale of the first king, King Herod. King Herod was actually a very, very crafty man. He was a crafty man. Why? Because we read in Matthew chapter 2, verse 8, that he um, told the, 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 the Magi, hey, you go and look for King Jesus, the child, and when you find him, let me know, uh, because I too want to go and worship him. I was going to say BS, but it's not true. So, rubbish, rubbish. He was just being crafty, and he was a very ruthless, murderous man as well. Why? Because... Pastor John wonderfully did some research yesterday and I didn't know that this guy was not only ruthless, do you know that he murdered his wife? He killed his wife and three in-laws as well. Must be many wives. Lah. I don't know why he murdered all his in-laws, you know. This guy is ruthless, man. He's murderous. And not only that, he cannot stand competition. Why? Because there is another king, right? King Jesus is born even though a child, but this guy cannot stand anyone that competes against him. Because we read in verse 16, when Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious. The NKGV says he shook violently. He was so insecure that he shook violently. Furious is an understatement. The original Greek says he shook violently. Why? Because here was another king that threatened him. This guy cannot stand competition. And that's what he did. He ordered the slaughter of the innocents in Bethlehem. Every child, two years and below, were killed. But very subtly, he was also very religious. He appeared very very religious. How do we know? Hey, I will go and worship him. You know, I also attend church, you know. I, 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 I recognize Christmas. I reckon, I, I, let me go. But again, all outward. Who do you think King Herod represents today? I believe that King Herod represent the spirit of the Antichrist. You know, the word anti doesn't mean only against Christ. It actually means instead of. And that's where the subtlety lies. If someone directly opposes you, you fight back. But someone replaces the truth as a counterfeit. Many people are deceived. The spirit of the anti 
And I want to say today, my friend, the spirit of the Antichrist is very, very prevalent today. But pastor, the Antichrist, is it out? Is it in already? Is it, a, is it there? I don't know. But it is not material or important whether he's physically in the world or not, but certainly the spirit of the Antichrist is present in the world today. How do I know? 1 John chapter 2, verse 18. Dear children, come on, read with me, church. Come on. Let's read scripture together. Is it okay with you? So that when I share, you engage with me heart to heart. So that it's not hearing a message per se, but also engaging with me. Is it okay with you? So let's read 1 John chapter 2, verse 18 with me. Whether you're in a home or living room or bedroom, wherever you are, all right, let's read it together. Are you ready? At a count of three. One, two, three. Dear children, this is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now, come on, let's read together. Many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. Friends, this is the last hour. Because the spirit of Antichrist is already present in the world today in two time frames. Specifically, especially, don't know why, at Christmas. More so than at Easter, you know. Why? Eh? Because Easter only Christians celebrate, man. Christmas, uh, the whole world celebrates, right? That's why. The Antichrist is more prevalent now at this time of the year than at any other time of the year in the, in the whole calendar. So 2020, the spirit of the Antichrist is so prevalent today in December 2020, specifically at Christmas time. That's why we see, now nothing wrong with all those celebrations, nothing wrong with that, but we have taken Christ out of Christmas and put an X there. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with celebrating. It's okay to celebrate. But what I sense is simply this. More so now during the COVID pandemic time, when there's so many lockdowns. Previously, you have no lockdown, don't go to church. Now, lockdown got an excuse of not going to church, ma. And this is pervading even Christians around the world. There's a spirit of lethargy. There's a spirit of indifference. There's a spirit of saying, I, I, I locked down, I shut down. La. More and more, we take Christ out of Christmas and we blame the COVID. We blame the lockdown. We blame the shutdown. But deep inside us, the temperature of our spirituality is getting lukewarm. Very dangerous. That's why I want to commend those of you who during Christmas, yesterday or two days ago, you had watch parties. That's why in SIBKL, we encourage you Cells, groups to meet together, meet physically, celebrate. Don't be drawn away by the, by the atmosphere and the attraction of the world. No need to celebrate, ma. Lockdown, ma. Yes, 
Spirit, physically, we may be locked down, but spiritually, we are not. We want to put Christ back into Christmas, my friend. We want to put Christ back into Christmas. I want to say this to you. you know, 253 packs were taken in, in watch parties all around the Klang Valley in SIBKL. 253 packs. Come on, this is an offering. Isn't it amazing? And the good news is this. So far in our record, we have 23 salvations. Isn't it amazing? Yes, lockdown or no lockdown, it's the spirit of Christmas. And we have to honour that. You know, in the year 2000, Hollywood came out with a movie called Dr. Seuss, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, starring Jim Carrey. Do you know that today, as I speak, in Netflix, this movie is number one? Check me out. The world is interested to take Christ out of Christmas, to steal Christmas, the true meaning. But we are not going to allow that, friends. We are going to put Jesus Christ back again into Christmas. But more ominous, my friend, listen to me very carefully now. Listen to me very carefully now. More ominous. It's not only the time frame specifically for Christmas where the spirit of Antichrist is at work, but globally, before Christmas, more so at Christmas, and I predict more, 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 more so after Christmas in the year 2021. I prophesy and I predict that the spirit of the Antichrist will become more prevalent and stronger and more dominant worldwide in the year 2021. But why do I say that? Why do I say that, Pastor? Why do I say that? Look at the churches in the West, empty. Look at the spirit of celebration. Look at the, the spirit of violence in the church. And I don't have to tell you with the new president-elect coming on January the 20th, There is going to be a new trend being set worldwide. Do you know that pluralism, syncretism will reign worldwide? In other words, you will see churches having all kinds of faith coming to worship God. One God, pluralism, syncretism will be the order of the day. LGBTQIA. That's right, I got it. LGBTQIA. You don't know what it is. Ask your son or ask your daughter. They'll tell you what it is. It's going to be the order of the day. There's going to be uh, uh, abortions. Do you know that Kamala Harris favors abortion up to term? Infanticide. There's going to be increased persecutions and martyrdom worldwide of Christians. It's already happening. What am I trying to say? Whatever is going to happen in the coming weeks and years is going to set the stage for the coming of the Antichrist. The spirit of Herod is the spirit of the Antichrist. Listen very carefully, my friend. That's why... Apostle John hit the nail on the head 2,000 years ago 
where he prophesied. And I want us to read this again. Come on, read this with me now. Come on, surely, now that you hear what I share with you in the last 10 or 15 minutes, this verse now becomes more meaningful, right? Come on, read this verse with me. Would you do that? Are you ready? In your homes, read this verse with me. So that we hear ourselves that Scripture is being fulfilled right before our eyes today. Let's read it together. Are you ready? One, two, three. Dear children, this is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now, many Antichrists have come. Come on, let's read the last sentence together. One, two, three. This is how we know it is the last hour. It is the last hour. Mr. So, no, Pastor, cannot be. You're being dramatic. You know that denial is not the name of the longest river in Egypt. Huh? It is the second most potent strategy of the devil next to procrastination. Do you know that? Number one, procrastination. Pastor, whatever you say, postpone it lah. Next potent one. Not true. The spirit of the Antichrist is the spirit of lies and deception. I want to use the remaining of my time, the next 10 minutes, to share with you the tale of the other king, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And I want you to read this with me, friend. Come on, let's read this with me. Let's banish the spirit of the Antichrist, all right? And let's read. Let's read this with me. Come on. In Isaiah chapter 6, uh, chapter 9, verse 6 and verse 7. Again, read this loud. Shall we do that? Let it so loud that your neighbours can hear you reading it. Are you ready? Okay, one. Whether you're in a living room, bedroom, come on, read it together as a family. Come on. Especially those of you who have just accepted the Lord. Come on, let's read scripture together. Shall we do that? Are you ready? One. Two, three, for unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. And come on, let's read it together. One, two, three, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and peace. Thank you so much for those of you who are sitting in front of me. <laughs> Praise the Lord for you. Hey, we are coming live, by the way, from BY. This is not recorded. It's not recorded. Whoa! Praise the Lord. Whoa! Here these people sit. Praise the Lord. It's not an audience. It's just people serving, okay? And there's less than 30 of us. And uh, the best way for me to share with you about Jesus is to compare with King Herod. So I, got, I drew up a table. You look at this table, you look at the comparison, it's so, so contrasting. It is so obvious, so it's like night and day, you know. It's like black and white. King Herod abused his power and authority to kill, steal, and destroy. That's why he killed, man. He killed the innocents. He's murderous. But Jesus, on the contrary, used his power 
to save and to serve us. He said, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus Christ came to give his life for you and for me. He didn't come to kill. The devil only comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's why the spirit of Herod is a spirit of the devil. Kill, steal, destroy. But Jesus Christ says, I have come to give you life and life abundant. King Herod is a tyrant king. Jesus is a servant king. King Herod was consumed with self, with me, me. Somebody threatened my position. You know, pride, arrogance is the order of the spirit of the Antichrist. And I can say this to you, whether individually or as a church, come on. Let's have the spirit of Jesus where we die to ourselves. That's what Jesus came for. He died on the cross for your sin and my sin. He died to self and sacrificed himself on the cross so that you and I can have peace, hope, life and joy. King Herod was troubled. He had no peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He is the Prince of Peace. King Herod shed innocent blood. Jesus gave his own blood. King Herod is the epitome of hate. Jesus is the personification of love. For God so loved that he gave. And even as I close, I'm going to ask you this fundamental question. Which king rules your life today? King Herod? The spirit of the Antichrist? Do you know that the spirit of Antichrist is in the church? The spirit of the Antichrist is within the church and has come out of it, First John. So even though you're a Christian, I'm going to ask you this question, my friend. Which king rules and governs your life today? So as I close, I'm going to address two groups of people intentionally. The first group of people I want to address are those of you who have yet to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Can I encourage you? Many of you have heard the gospel many times, either from your children or from your friends or from your colleagues or even from, from church members, even from your school days. And many times you have pulled away, not yet, procrastination. Not yet. Wait until I retire. Wait until I'm more successful. Not yet. It is the number one strategy of the devil. But I want to share this with you, my friend, today. On this Christmas Day, 2020, it's been a challenging year. Let's end the year with hope. Let's end the year with life. Let's end the year with joy. Let's end the year with peace. Let's end the year with love. Because that's what King Jesus offers you today. So if you're not yet received Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, wherever you are, I want you now, all of you, all of you, Christians and non-Christians alike, if you're watching this broadcast, can you close your eyes, please? Close your eyes. 
In a short while, I'm going to repeat a prayer. I want all of you, even though you're a Christian, to say it with me. And I would encourage those of you who have yet to receive Jesus Christ into your life, can you repeat after me as well? You can do it softly. Are you ready? Repeat after me. Say, Dear Jesus, I thank you for dying for me on the cross. I thank you that on the cross, you shed your precious blood. That by your blood, all my sins are wiped away. I thank you that as I receive you into my heart right now, right now, as my Lord and my Savior, my name is written in the book of life. And I can call you Father. Thank you, Jesus, for your love to me. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'm going to ask you, my friend, if you have said that prayer, can you nod your head? Wherever you are, can you nod your head? And I know that many of you who are unsaved in your family today, the day of rejoicing for many families because heaven looks down and you see many heads nodded to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. King of my life. And I want to address Christians now. Which king has ruled your life this year? Who is the king of your life? Money? Materialism? Fame? I don't know. But today, in the spirit of Christmas as we close the year, can I encourage you to crown Jesus Christ king of your life once again. You know, as I'm preparing this message, this hymn comes to my mind. Those of you who know this, sing it with me as we renew our vows and our allegiance to King Jesus. King of my life, I crown thee now. Thine shall the glory be. Lest I forget Thy thorn-crowned brow Lead me to Calvary Lest I forget Gethsemane Lest I forget Thine agony Lest I forget 
thy love for me lead me to Calvary we celebrate Christmas we remember Calvary we celebrate Christmas but don't forget because that is the one reason why He came. So that you and I can have hope, my friend. You and I can have life. You and I can have peace and joy. And my prayer for you as I close is that as we close the year and enter into the new year, let us bring back Jesus as Lord of our families, as Lord of our work, as Lord of our businesses so that He will see us true. Oh, hallelujah, my friend. Let's do that. Shall we do that? Oh, hallelujah. Come on, church. Let's pray. Can I just pray? And I pray and then we sing the song. Father, in Jesus' name, we love you. We honour you. We enthrone you. We give you back all the praise and the Lordship. Father, forgive us for the times in which we have set the crown, your crown, away and put our crown on our heads. No, we have enthroned selves. But today, we want to put Jesus back in the throne of our lives. Father, we bless you, Lord. You are the King of our life. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. Can I encourage you, wherever you are, just raise your hands to the Lord. Worship Him. All hail. All hail, King Jesus. All hail, Emmanuel. God with us. 2,000 years ago, God became man to be with us. And you know He has never left us. And He will never leave us. Because the Bible says He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. No matter what. God with us. Oh, hallelujah. We'll just spend just a moment of quietness before God in your living room, in your bedroom, wherever you are. We celebrate Christmas. We remember Calvary. And we will remember Calvary for the rest of our days. Thank you. Father, there's only one response you can draw from us. And we will live the rest of our days as long as you give me one breath in my nostril, one calorie of energy left in my body. Father, we will love you. We will serve you till the end of time. Father, in Jesus' name now, separate us with your blessing now as we close this year. Is any one of you who needs prayer, please go to the chat room. Those of you who somehow needs to talk to someone, there will be people in the chat room ready to minister to you. Give us permission to do that. We love to do that, to pray with you.
to close the year well so that we start the year well. I would encourage you from SIBKL to log in to our watch night service on the 31st of December, 10.30, where I'll be sharing with you a powerful message entitled, Build a Firewall. And then we'll start the year together. Let me pray. And so may the Lord bless you and keep you this day. May the Lord make His face always to shine upon you and your loved ones. May the Lord turn His face towards you all and always grant you shalom because He is the Prince of Peace. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Now God's evil say aloud, Amen. Come on, let's give God a good clap offering. Whoa! God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week ahead of you. God bless you.